Good evening. I feel like I'm on Twilight Zone. You guys remember that? Anyway, this is not the Twilight Zone. This is Running by Dawn. This is your host, Dawn Pedersen. And today's episode is the shoe drop. Let's get the ins and outs of shoes today. We're just going to dive in. I never intended on having an episode on shoes this early in the podcast. Number one, because I don't consider myself an expert on shoes by any means. But I had an experience this last weekend that kind of brought up this topic to the forefront of my mind. I was invited to tag along hiking with my kids and the church youth group. My husband invited me. He's one of the youth leaders, so I got to go with them. And the hike was along a beach, so in sand the whole time, to a lighthouse. And I had been on this beach before. We didn't hike out to the lighthouse. The kids were quite little at the time. Pictures of, you know, babies and very small people on this beach. And it was nasty and windy and cold. And I just remember not liking this area. So I was anticipating the worst. It was warm the entire week. And then over the weekend, it cooled down for this hike. And we were expected to have some rain. And I just wasn't excited about it as much as I wanted to be. But I told myself I was going to be a good example to the kids and not be a baby. The hike was probably fairly easy since it was flat along the beach and that I wouldn't let the weather get to me. I made a quick decision to grab my boots, which these aren't hiking boots. These are kind of like everyday boots. And the reason why I grabbed those is because I don't have hiking boots anymore. I usually hike in my trail running shoes and I wasn't thinking that my running shoes would be the best option because I was really worried that the sand would be very loose and I would just be chunking in the sand and it would go in my shoes. I don't have gaiters or anything for those shoes so I just made a quick decision to grab my everyday boots they're pretty durable. They're good for every day. I take them out and run around with the kids a little bit, but they're definitely not made for the activity that I went on. And I found that out pretty soon. I think we were about a half mile in when I decided that these were not the shoes for me and that I was going to regret that quick decision that I made. And so we hiked along and I could feel different parts on my foot feeling much sore than they should have been. It was about uh, five miles to lighthouse, five miles back. And by the time I got out there, my feet were just aching. And I knew that I had on my normal hiking attire, my trail running shoes, that they would not have been hurting. So I was kind of kicking myself. They continued to ache on the way back. Again, it wasn't a very difficult hike. I've been on far harder hikes than that. The group that we were with was kids ranging from 11 to 18 and some adults and all sorts of activity levels. It was a pretty mild pace. We weren't doing anything crazy, but these feet of mine were aching. And when I got home, I took off my shoes. I knew that 
I was in trouble. I checked for a blister. I was sure I had blisters, but no blisters. And then that evening I was vacuuming and I knew my toes were kind of tender, but I accidentally vacuumed into my foot and hit my toe and it hurt so, so bad. What happened with these boots is I just kept on hitting the top of my foot on these boots, 10 or 11 miles, and it bruised my big toes. The right one in particular is very bruised. I'm sitting here several days later and it still hurts if my kids accidentally step on it or bump my feet. I guess this is a common thing I've noticed. Then it hurts. <laughs> it still hurts. And I would not be surprised if I end up having some black toenails, which is so funny because I didn't have much toe damage from a marathon training and then my recent marathon, but this leisurely hike with this youth group is killing my feet, not because it was a hard hike, but because I wore the wrong shoes. And since I was wearing the wrong shoes, I was looking around at other people's shoes quite a bit. There were a lot of tennis shoes, athletic style shoes, some hiking boots. And then one young man came up to me and let me know that he had done the whole thing in Crocs. And I wonder about the condition of his feet after hiking in Crocs, which was worse, his Crocs or my boots. Either way, he and I were not prepared. We did not wear the proper foot attire. So that brings me to our topic today, the shoe drop. Running shoes. There is a proper attire for running shoes. You want to have dedicated running shoes for running. There are lots of things you can use as running shoes. I like to say my rule of thumb for like my cross country team is just find something that says running shoe. If it says running shoe, if it's labeled that way, it's going to have some aspect of a good quality shoe. Now that's for newer athletes just getting into it or not running very many miles. I think an introductory shoe is great if you end up running or if you do run a lot of miles or if you're really prone to injury, you might wanna look into some very specific shoes, not just your standard, whatever you can find at your local store that's labeled as running shoes. I've seen running shoes that are labeled as running shoes range from anywhere to $20 to more like 150 is pretty common. I'm sure you could find them more. You could find shoes more than that, I'm sure, if you wanted to. You could find shirts at the mall in Singapore for $1,000. So I'm sure you could find some really fancy running shoes for over $150 if you wanted to. I have no interest in doing that. The biggest thing is that you're going to want to get some shoes that are going to meet the needs that you have. So I mentioned for hiking, I wear my trail running shoes. I have a lot of time that I spend on trails for cross country season. So I do have some trail running shoes. And then my trail running shoes that I use for hiking are more typically like my retired last pair of shoes. 
But for trail running, if you spend a lot of time on the trails or I try to run on the shoulder, in the gravel or the dirt a lot more than on the road, it just feels better on my feet and I don't get tired as much. I'll jump to the road sometimes if I don't feel like there's enough traction. But most of the time, if I can run on the shoulder with some softer stuff underneath me, I do. So I spend a lot of time in trail running shoes. I also like just regular road running shoes. I spend a lot of time in those as well. If you spend a lot of time on a track doing speed work and you want to try some other kind of shoes that are more designed for that, this world was pretty new to me. I didn't race very much growing up. And then when I did start racing, it was 5K to marathons and regular shoes worked pretty well. My husband, he ran cross country and track in high school. And when we first started racing, he would wear his normal shoes when he went out for all of his training runs and then for his longer races. But every once in a while, he'd sign up for a 5K and he'd bring these shoes from high school and they were his flats. Flats are very, very lightweight. They're very thin shoes, so you don't want to wear them all the time. But since they're lightweight and they don't have a lot to them, they are very fast. And so he uses them for his occasional 5K race. Flats can be used on any surface, which is what the advantage of them over spikes, which we'll talk about in a minute. But they are really dedicated for races or maybe some speed work once in a while. At cross-country practice, my team that uses spikes or flats, they usually don't use them for the whole speed workout, but they will put them on for a little bit of it just to practice for their races. So they really are racing shoes as far as I've seen. Like I said, I'm not an expert on shoes, but that seems to be the way that they are being used. Spikes, there's different kinds of spikes for track and cross-country. And they're very similar concept to flats in that they're very lightweight, they're very thin, but in addition to those, they also have these little spikes. And they're these little metal things that you can pop in for your race and then pop out after. And they grip the track or the grass or whatever. I've seen kids wear them on cross-country courses, which works plenty good until there's a stretch that is pavement. And spikes do not work on pavement. They do not work on sidewalks. And you know this because there will be a whole bunch of kids wearing spikes. On cross-country, they get on a little stretch of pavement and you just hear and they don't look like they're doing very well. And the track kids are really funny because they'll put on their spikes. Both the runners, jumpers, and hurdlers, they all wear spikes for events. And they will come off from their events and they will be like on their toes because you really can't walk on normal surfaces in spikes so it's kind of entertaining to see all these kids in their spikes but I haven't actually tried running in spikes or flats I should probably get myself a pair but I haven't found the motivation or reason to do that yet as I haven't been training for short fast races 
If it's short and fast is your game, you might try some spikes or some flats. Look into them. They have different shoes for different distances and try to find what your optimal distance is before you decide which ones to get. So something that's discussed a lot about shoes is how long are you supposed to wear a pair of running shoes? And the common rule that I hear is like 300 to 500 miles is pretty common on how long you can wear a shoe. That's getting a very, depending on a lot of things, some shoes I've had are just better quality and they last longer And other shoes. I had a couple pair of running shoes that they wore out like in the same area. I think they were the same brand, but maybe the same shoe and they both ripped out like on the top on the fabric. And one of them was actually really bad. My foot was almost falling out of it when I finally transitioned out of that shoe. But I've had really good experiences with other shoes that just seemed like they were going to last forever, so I wore them a little bit longer. Sometimes it depends on the shoe itself, or there was probably just a manufacturing defect on that particular pair of shoes, or there was a design flaw that they fixed later on. I'm not sure what happened with that one. But this 300 to 500 rule, that's a rule of thumb, and it's one that I take pretty loosely. I am a bit of a, or maybe more than a bit of, I'm a penny pincher. I don't like to buy things that I don't need, and I like to wait for good sales or clearances or whatever. So I had a really hard time when I first started running of this idea of wearing shoes and not wearing them out completely. I am, with my normal shoes, I wear a lot of normal clothes. I wear it until I can't wear it anymore. I wear it until it's got holes in it or it's just, I don't know, probably way longer than I should. I probably look like I'm wearing rags. But it's not because I can't afford to buy a new outfit if I need to. I don't like shopping and I don't like buying things when I have things I can use already. So... When I started buying running shoes and running more, it was really hard for me to get this concept of 300 to 500 miles I need new shoes. If you go on the lowball estimate, if I'm running 25 miles a week, 300 miles is changing my shoes like every three months. And sometimes I run more mileage than that, especially when I'm training for a marathon. So I didn't love this idea of getting shoes every three months that seemed like a big waste and so I've never done that and maybe I need to I don't know some of you might swear by the three to five hundred rule I have not I have made myself get shoes twice a year and I remember to do that because I get shoes for my birthday and then I get shoes for my half birthday. And I actually love that, that one of my favorite presents every birthday is my new pair of running shoes. And then I get to celebrate my half birthday as well and get a new pair of running shoes. So it's pretty great. I really like that. And it actually lines up really well to get a new pair of running shoes around the beginning of cross country and actually around the start of track too so yeah there you go now you know kind of when my birthday and half birthday are anyway it's 
a great thing to find a rotation that works for you. If you're not running very high mileage, maybe you do only need shoes once a year. But if, if you're running a lot, you probably need to change your shoes out more frequently, maybe even more frequently than I am. You can tell on a pair of running shoes that they need to be upgraded or changed. You need a new pair in a few different ways. If you look at them and they just look a mess there, there's nothing left on the tread. That's a sign that you've worn those shoes for way, way too long. You'll start to see on an older pair of running shoes, like your foot pattern. You can tell how you run and how your foot lands, which I think is really fascinating. Over time, as I've worked on my form, that shoe pattern and how my foot strike is landing has been a little different. And I actually get really mad when it looks like it's wearing in ways that I thought I had corrected my form on. It's very frustrating. When you can start to see those patterns, it's probably a sign to get new shoes. If you notice that the cushion is really weak, it's just not supporting very much anymore that's a sign that your shoes need to be replaced and I would say the biggest one for me is if you are having some injuries and your shoes are pretty old then that might be due to the shoes instead of some other things going on so if your shoes are really old check for wear and tear on them check for cushion crunching and also check for injuries. If you're getting new injuries out of nowhere, you haven't changed anything in your program, it might be your shoes. Shoes are expensive. <laughs> Running shoes are expensive. And so what I do, I'm going to recommend this. You don't have to do this if you don't want to, but I have this side hobby. It's called budgeting, family budgeting. And I really love to budget. And one of the things that I like to do with our budget is make little pockets of money it's kind of the old envelope concept if you're familiar with that, except I do it virtually. And so I divide up our budget into pockets. And so I have the mortgage and the monthly bills and the groceries and whatever it is that my family spends our money on, I put little pockets. And I have lots of little pockets. And I love putting money in those pockets because then I can save up money for things that we want or for emergencies that we'll have. So I have a medical pocket and I put away a little bit of money each paycheck into this medical pocket. And then when we have a medical bill that comes up, I have money saved up for that and it's no big deal. When we started running, I noticed that there was no pocket to take things like running shoes or race registration or other running gear that we were looking at. I didn't have a pocket for that and so I made a pocket. So in our budget every month or every paycheck I put a little bit of money into our running pocket. And then when we find a race we want to sign up for or we need a pair of running shoes, it's not like, ugh, where's that money going to come from? I look in my running budget and I say, yep, we have money for new running shoes. We have money for this race. And then it's not a big deal. Anyway, that's a little budgeting tip. That's how I make it so the money that is invested in running is not overwhelming and I have it there and I'm not worried about it coming from other places that need 
that money, I have a running budget. So if you're stressed out about the money for running shoes, put away a little bit every month and then you'll have the money that you need for running shoes twice a year, three times a year, however often you need to replace your shoes. So there you go, life tip. Question that I get a lot from my team or that I should get more than I do actually is how to transition into new shoes. I'll see, actually they don't ask me this question. I ask them this question. I'll see once in a while a kid getting injuries and I ask him about his shoes. I said, oh, are your shoes old? And they'll say, no, my shoes are brand new. And I said, oh, did you ease into them or did you just start wearing them? No, I just started wearing them. I've been wearing them for a week or two. And that is no surprise that they're getting injuries. So think about this. You've been running on this pair of shoes, something under your feet, step after step after step, mile after mile after mile, and your feet and this shoe are friends, right? They've come to know each other and to love each other. And then you say, goodbye, old friend, and you jump into a new pair of shoes. The shoes don't know your feet. Your feet don't know the shoes. They're not best friends yet. What you want to do instead of saying goodbye, old friend, hello, new friend, is kind of a hybrid. What I do is if I get a new pair of shoes, I will wear those shoes every other run with my old friend and my new friend as my feet adjust to the new shoes. Okay, I'll wear them every other run for a little while, a week or so. As soon as they start feeling good, I'll do two runs in the new shoe with a run in the old shoe. And I'll do that for a little bit. And then I'll do three runs in the new shoe and one day in the old shoes. Okay? And usually by the time I get to three in one, I'll just gently transition into the new shoes. Now I've been running in my new shoes for three or four weeks. And I can say goodbye to my old friends. Their feelings aren't hurt as much. And my new friend and I are great friends. My husband likes to give inanimate objects feelings. And he has been talking to me about that in this kind of fashion for about 18 years. So forgive me if I'm talking about your old shoes having feelings. But if you are attached to your shoes like I am, then you probably have those same things that you don't want to hurt your old shoes feeling. So there we go. Ode to old shoes. We love you. Sorry that we replace you every six months. It's kind of tragic. And it was funny. I saw a meme today, actually, as I was thinking about running shoes, that was all about how many old pair of running shoes do you have? And someone was like, yeah, I got like five. And other people were like, I have 15. And then there was a picture of someone, I don't know if it was the person that posted it or someone else, but there was like almost this shrine of running stuff. It had like the medals and stuff, but then it had like old pair of running shoes. And there were like 25 pairs of running shoes, I swear, in this picture. It was awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> some people have a little bit harder time letting go. So if you have a really hard time letting go of those old running shoes, maybe you can set them up in a display with your medals 
and all of your race bibs and all your other cool gear that you get and you can just have it be your running truck if you want. That seems to be acceptable out there in the running community. All right, and that brings me to our next thing. And I thought about this topic and I was like, I am not an expert on shoes. I actually have like one brand of shoes that I wear and I swear by them. But I know that there are lots of other running shoes and there's lots of really good running shoes. And so I went out into the online community, a bunch of running groups that I'm a part of, and I said, what are your favorite running shoes and why? And then I got back a bunch of results, like 25 different people. We're going to see what they said and hear why they love their shoes. And then I'm going to tell you all about my favorite shoes. And it'll give you some ideas. If you don't have a shoe that you love, then you have some ideas. If you do have a shoe that you love, maybe someone else out there is your shoe buddy and loves your shoe too. I want to start off by saying that I think that favorite shoes are kind of like other favorites. Favorite foods, favorite animals, favorite shoes, okay? Just because it's someone's favorite shoe doesn't mean it's the best shoe of all time, all right? There's a reason that that food or that animal is someone's favorite, and that's going to be very specific and very personal to them. If you have a different opinion, and honestly, this goes for opinions in general. I talk to my kids about this. Opinions are not facts, okay? Someone's favorite running shoes, it's personal, it fits them, they're happy with it, doesn't mean that your favorite shoe or your opinion is wrong or that someone else is better or their choice is better or your choice is worse. It's all opinions. And I think it's great to share opinions and hear what people think because there might be an opinion that resonates with me that I want to try something new. And so let's think about that. Also, I think it's good to see what people are looking at. If I go into a shoe store what are people enjoying and what brands are people liking? There also might be some brands that you've never heard of on this list. There were some that I've never heard of. I don't know if they're new or they're just really outliers, like not mainstream. So it might pique your interest to check out some of those new ones as well. So I have a list here of some people. I've got their first name and their favorite shoe. So I'm just going to kind of go down the list and forgive me if I slaughter your name. I apologize sincerely. Also forgive me if I slaughter the name of the shoe. Some of these are a little tricky, but I just want to go through them. We're going to start with Brooks. Brooks were one of the top favorites. I've heard a lot about Brooks. Lots of good things. Jamie loves the Brooks Adrenaline. Courtney likes Brooks Launches. Joe likes the Brooks Ghost 15. Rochelle likes Brooks Ghosts for roads. Brooks Cassadia for trails. Paula likes Brooks Ghost and Brooks Cassadia. They agreed on that. Amber likes Brooks Adrenaline again for long and easy run. She likes... Brooks Levitate for Speed Days, and Brooks Cassadia for Trail Runs. So I'm hearing some themes. You hearing some themes in there? Gwen likes Brooks Ghost 15, 
and Emma likes Brooks Ghost 14. So it's looking like the Brooks fans like the Adrenaline, the Ghosts, the Sadia, and then Levitate was thrown in there as well. So lots of good options for Brooks shoes. Another popular one was Hoka. I have a lot of kids that run on my team in Hoka's. I've seen those a lot. I've also seen Brooks a lot. I've heard a lot about those as well. Lots of different versions of the Hoka. These are the Hoka fans. Alan likes the Hoka Arehi 6. Dee likes the Hoka Rincon 3. Jillian likes the Hoka Clifton. And Lee likes the Hoka Rincon 2. So two votes for the Rincon 2 and 3. There's just different versions of that. There were some Nikes on here. I know that brand. That brand's been around a long time. When I was a kid, it was all about Nike and Adidas. So I was interested to see if any of those are still popular. There were some Nikes that came up. Colette liked the Nike's Zoom Tempo Next. And Darren liked the Nike Street Fly. There were also some Sauconies. My husband used to run exclusively in Sockneys. He switched to the same one I will talk about. And we got GB likes the Saucony Ride TR hybrids for trails and the Saucony Glide 15s for road running. And then Ridian likes the Saucony Speed Roll for everydays. And actually, here's another Nike. He likes the Nike Vaporfly for a fast-paced race. Let me see. This is a new brand to me. Mizuno. Mark recommended the Mizuno Wave Inspire. And for trail running, the Mizuno Wave Mujin trail shoes. Like I said, I'm not a shoe expert. So these are interesting. There's also a brand called On. I had not heard of On before either. Dave liked... On Cloud Stratus. Those were Dave's favorites. Asics came up on the list as well. Hannah likes Asics just in general. And Rachel recommended the Asics Nova Blast. So those are some of their favorites. I'm going to pull out some specific comments that people had. Just kind of randomly. I can't go deep dive into all their comments. So many people pitched in and let me know what they like and I super appreciate that. You guys are awesome. Thank you for helping me with this podcast today. Let's go to some of the comments. Let's go to what Dave said on on Cloud Stratus. I was interested in these. He said, since getting these, I've set personal best in every distance from 10K to marathon, no blisters, no discomforts, fine on trails too, if it's relatively dry. So that's it for the Cloud Stratus brand is called On. The Mizuno Wave, that one was a new brand to me as well. He said he's, this is Mark, said I've had the 17s, 18s, and will soon be getting 19s. Perfect for me. Loves the trail shoes. My feet love Mizunos. Thank you, Mark. And let's go to a Hoka fan. This is D, currently running in a pair of Hoka Rincon 3. The cushioning on these shoes is amazing. I wear them for road and trail runs with no problem. She said, I have wide feet and recommend going at least a half size up if you're looking to buy Hoka's, but otherwise, they are a fabulous shoe. All right. And then. 
a Brooks fan. This is Gwen. She said they are so comfy. The first pair of proper running shoes I bought and I have no complaints. We'll need to replace them this summer and I think I'll get some more. So that sounds like a new runner. Gwen is happy with her first running shoe, the Brooks Ghost 15. All right, I like this one as well. This is a Brooks Ghost. This is from Rochelle. She says, supportive and good natural shoe, not the lightest, but also not clunky and heavy. For Trails Brooks Cascadia, they actually have replaced my hiking boots. They are durable, grippy, supportive, and I love that they have a metal plate to protect your foot if you step on a sharp rock. I thought that was interesting. They also have a little tabs to hook on ankle gaiters if you're running in a wet or muddy area. Or, like I was, if you're running the sand, you can throw those gaiters on there as well. I think that is it for those and the last but not least drum roll there were some folks who also liked my favorite running shoe so let's go to those folks ultras are what wins it for me and also stephanie said she likes the ultra torin erin says she likes ultra provision for rose and ultra lone peak for trails Nicholas also suggested the Ultra Torin. Amy likes the Ultra Lone Peak, Olympus, or Superior for trail. And Torin, Provision, or Rivera for road. So lots of versions of the shoe, different models that she liked. Are they called models with shoes? See, not a shoe expert, but lots of great information these guys are ultra fans. I'm an ultra fan. Let's go to some of their comments and then I'll tell you all about why I like ultras. So Stephanie said, I usually have stuck with Brooks, which is always proven great. So she's a fan of Brooks as well. This year I decided to try the Ultra Torin. The wider toe area was very appealing. I love them so far. Side note on the Ultra Torin though, I did get an insert for them because it didn't have much art support, which was causing some knee pain. With those in place, we are now going strong. Erin said, Ultra Provision for roads and Lone Peak for trails. I love how comfy they are and the extra room for my toes. Just feels more natural. I also have some plantar fasciitis issues over the years, and these shoes, plus some adjustments in my foot strike when running, have really helped. And then Nicholas said the Ultra Torin previously, I always felt my shoes, various brands and styles, maybe they're called styles, not models like cars, dictated my running style, foot strike roll. I feel like the Ultras have set me free and allow for a more natural running experience. No more shin, knee, hip, or lower back issues. And last but not least, here's what Amy said about Ultras. Hers was my favorite. She said, anything by Ultra. Lone Picks, Olympus, or Superior for Trail, Torin, Provision, or Rivera for Road. Absolutely love their wide toe box. And since I first tried them, I haven't looked back. I used to get blisters between my toes, but not anymore. I won't run in anything but Ultras now. And then she said, just to clarify, I have all the models listed and swapped between them all. I am slightly addicted now. So <laughs> a big Ultras fan, probably a bigger fan than I am. Right there. Thank you, Amy. And thank you to everyone else for sharing your comments and your thoughts. You have, you know, 25 shoe experiences to share and I just have my own. So I loved hearing all of your thoughts and comments. So thank you very much for that. 
And let's go to my favorite. My favorite shoes are the Ultras. And similar to what other people said, I had a lot of issues when I was young, when I started running in middle school and high school with my ankles. I would get severe shin splints and other pain around the front and back of my ankles. And it was just excruciating. <laughs> I really suffered with that for several years. And then we learned about ultras. And around the time that we started running distance, my husband and I, we heard about ultras. And ultras were made by a company that developed them in our college town. And my husband has a friend that's like the friend with one of the creators of Ultras. Anyway, so we had a personal connection to Ultras, and that's what got us to try them was this personal connection. It was really an interesting experience. This is kind of weird that we had an interesting experience with our shoes, but I got this shoe. I've worn shoes my whole life, right? And there were instructions on how to wear the shoe. Now, I don't know if those instructions still come, but they did at the time. Ultras 10 years ago were designed with a zero drop. I think they still have the zero drop, but it was a little more dramatic then. I think a little less cushion on them than they typically have now. And it was marketed as a natural shoe with a zero drop, which just means that it doesn't have as cushioned of a hill. And so it doesn't put your foot kind of at an angle like a high heel would, except not as exaggerated, right? It kind of just puts your foot flat on the ground. Also, around that time, toe shoes were very common. So there's this big movement of natural running. Uh, the ultras appealed to me way more than like the toe shoes and the barefoot running. I didn't ever get into that. That looked like a good way to cut up my foot. And... I wasn't really interested in wearing something that looked like my foot, I guess. I didn't like the idea of just the natural running um, without shoes or with very little shoe. But I liked this idea of, you know, let's get a more natural shoe. And so when I got my box of Ultras, it did. It had instructions and it said how to adjust these shoes. It said to go out with them just a couple miles at first and that as with the zero drop how it's going to change your foot so that you use a lot more of your achilles and it strengthens your achilles and it would just change and it was true like when i started running in them even gently according to the proper instructions i felt a lot more strain in my lower calf it wasn't pain, it was just soreness, right? And so I slowly adjusted according to their recommendations to this new shoe. And the amazing thing for me, the reason that I haven't looked back, just like Amy said, is that I have not in 10 years had any problems with ankle pain. None, none. I suffered with it for years and years and years. And I've had no ankle pain. So I don't know, shoe technology is probably such that developed in a way that it'd probably be fine to switch to other shoes, 
but I'm kind of not willing to take that risk because I do love my ultras and I love um, this more natural running. Uh, the ultras have changed a little bit over the last 10 years. They do have a lot thicker sole than they used to. So it used to be really minimal, more like a natural shoe, most marketed as. But now they have low, medium, and high cushion. So if you like the high cushion, like Hoka's have a really high cushion. Ultras you can get with a high cushion. Some styles are medium, some are low. So they really have a lot more variety in what you can get now. They also have trail runners. They have road runners. I don't know if they have flats or spikes. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into that. They have walking shoes and just everyday shoes, which I really need to get a pair because my regular shoes are just not as comfortable and good for my feet, I can tell. When I'm at home, I spend most of the time with my shoes off, so I don't worry about it too much. But when I am up and walking around a lot or I go into an office every day, I do notice that my feet are kind of sick of being cramped into shoes. And so the everyday style with the ultras might be really great. If you like the running shoes, you might check out those too. I am not a commercial for ultras. I just really do love them. But the other thing, and this is mentioned in some of the comments, is it has a wide toe box. And that just means like the part where your toe is, generally shoes and even running shoes will kind of go in and kind of hug your toes, right? But when we run, our toes naturally spread out, okay? As you run, maybe not as dramatic when you walk, but definitely when you run, it's gonna be wider, especially in the toe area. So having that wider area for your toes, the toe box is a little bigger, both width and a little bit longer. And they used to recommend, I don't know if they do anymore, buying a half size up from your normal running shoe. It ends up feeling a little weird because they're just this wide shoe at first, but once you get used to it, it actually feels really comfortable. All right, that's the ins and outs of the, the shoe drop today. Thank you for listening, and go out there. If you don't have a favorite shoe yet, here's some great recommendations. I'll try to make a list of these in the comments as well, and go ahead and give them a try. It's kind of like your favorite food. If you haven't found your favorite food yet, then give some new foods a try. Give some new shoes a try. If you're just prone to lots of injuries, maybe give a different brand of shoe a try. Maybe it'll work better for you. Every person's different. Every foot's different. What works for your best friend may not be the answer for you. So keep looking around and shopping around, trying different things until you find something you love. And then you can be as enthusiastic about your running shoes as some of these other runners that I shared with you their thoughts today.